adults, they're at the Trinity Worship Center this, uh, this evening ministering um, in Charlotte. We've got our young adults, so send a prayer up to them and our prayers as well as they prepare to minister at the Trinity Worship Center today, church. Oh, okay. That's good. Sounds good. Yeah, that's yeah, that's wonderful. It really is. Uh-huh. It really is. Uh-huh. Well, our numbers are increasing. Oh, wow. We got a lot of good people on here today. Um, Hello, St. Paul. Hello there. We've got the portals coming. Well, let me do a quick introduction. It is now 8.15. Welcome to a quick 15 um, that is normally done with Pastor Scott. Today we have a fabulous guest to share with us. Not really a guest, it's a member of our church. One of somebody that we love dearly and appreciate and respect that she shared with us before. It is none other than the minister, Erica Dabney Minor, who's going to come here and share with us on a quick 15 this evening and i know we are anxious to hear what she has to share she always she always gives us some great insights and she definitely can pray us in so without further ado yeah. i'm turning it over to minister erica minor erica minor, minister minor it is all you i i am here and uh Ms. deborah forgive me but some of the settings i had last time i don't see them this time so muting all people in lecture mode i don't see those but Y'all can I hear me? I got you. But I see all the names on the screen, and I'm excited and happy to be with you all again. Thank you, Ms. Deborah, for the warm, warm welcome. Um, I got to chat with a few of you all before we began, and it just warmed my heart to be with you all because uh, today was a rough work day for me. <laughs> so you all are putting a smile on my face by spending time with you and hearing the joy in your voices on the other end. Um, without further delay, I will go ahead and read our opening scripture for tonight's devotional. And our opening scripture will come from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Luke 10, 38 through 42. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Now, while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village called Bethany, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. But Martha was very busy and distracted with all of her serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me to do the serving alone? Tell her to help me and do her part. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things. But only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. For our devotional this evening, I want to leave, I'll give you the title, Let the Lord Spend Quality Time with You. Let the Lord Spend Quality Time with You. Over the past couple of months, I have been planning my family reunion with several of my cousins. I am very similar to many of you. You probably 
had to cancel or postpone your family reunions or maybe even class reunions these last couple of years because of the pandemic. So me and my cousins have gotten together. We are planning our 2024 family reunion for the Dabney side of my family. Like many of you, tradition in my family is we do not take a cruise or go to a resort or a cabin. When we have family reunions, we pick one of our aunts or uncles' homes, and that is where we gather. Well, this year, while we've been planning, it was suggested that we pick an uncle or aunt's home again instead of choosing a resort or another destination. And several of us objected. We didn't want to do it at someone's home. And the reason that we didn't was, although family reunions usually have wonderful memories, some of us recalled that gathering at an aunt or uncle's home wasn't always a great memory. We recalled that 12 months prior to the reunion, we were invited. We received a warm letter in the mail or an email, and we were invited to come. And we recalled showing up the weekend of the reunion and being welcomed with smiles and hugs. But what we didn't recall or remember at all was having quality conversations, spending quality time with the respective host family. There was often a lack of fellowship because the host family spent the majority of their time doing things, being busy, preparing meals in the kitchen or being outside on the grill or the fish fry. They didn't get to play horseshoes with us or they weren't even in a lot of photos because they were so busy preparing for the events and schedules of each day. And they forgot that ultimately the most important thing of a family reunion is to spend quality time with the people that you love. The most important thing is to be available. Like my family, I'm sure that you seat and seat, sit in seats of judgment right now. <laughs> I know I did. During the meeting with my cousins, I was very judgmental, and I was like, I can't believe, you know, every year they invite us, and they spend no time with us. What is the point? And when I read this passage, I saw that some of my aunts and uncles really weren't that different from Martha. As we read this passage, many of us probably thought, can't believe that Martha had the audacity to invite Jesus into her home and practically ignore him because she was so busy doing. But many of us are very Martha-like. We invite Jesus into our hearts. We invite him into our homes. We invite him into our lives. We proclaim him to be our love, Lord and Savior, and we forget that Jesus is present and that he's present daily. We no longer revere that we have invaluable opportunities with Jesus walking with us and talking with us every day as we navigate this life. We deprive the Lord of quality time just like Martha did. Maybe you, some of you are not quite Martha-like anymore. Maybe you're sort of like me. Maybe you are a recovering Martha. Maybe you're a recovering Martha. God has delivered you from the addiction of busy work, the addiction of an attitude of self-importance where you think you have to do everything. You think that you're the one who does it the best. You do it, you're, nobody can do it better than you. You're the only one who can do it right. Maybe you suffered from that, but you're not like that anymore. You're striving each and every day to be more Mary-like. But there's a small percentage of you, maybe, hopefully not on this line, 
Maybe you think that the Lord doesn't really need to spend quality time with you. Maybe you think y'all don't need quality time together. And I have to ask you today, why? Why? What activity do you participate in that is better than quality time with Jesus? Do you actually know how to spend quality time with Jesus? Quality time. It's important to know how to do something. You should know what it means. So quality time is really the desire to have more togetherness with someone. And so togetherness is really about giving your focused, undivided attention to enhance your connection with a person. So for us, for Christians, quality time with the Lord is really being available, being still, being in the moment with our Savior, but not out of obligation, not just to be obedient, but because we love the Lord. So for today, I want to emphasize why it is so important to let the Lord spend quality time with you. So the first reason that we want the Lord to spend quality time with us is because when we choose to be still, when we choose to be available and be seated at the Lord's feet, we form a posture of discipleship. John 15 reminds us that Jesus calls us friends. And so we show the Lord that we're in a position, in a posture of discipleship when we choose to sit at his feet. We allow ourselves to be available and demonstrate to the Lord that we want him to instruct us by his holy word. When we sit and make ourselves available, we can listen and allow the Lord to order our steps. That's what happens when we spend quality time with the Lord. The second thing that happens is we realize when we spend quality time with the Lord, we realize that that itself is an act of love and service. In our text, Martha is so busy doing acts of service, but it's not the preferred service that Jesus wants from her that day. He appreciates that she wants to be a good host and prepare this meal. But if she had prioritized and put Jesus first, she would have learned how to show him love and glorify him simply by being still and being available to sit at his feet. She would have known that was the best, best act of service to make herself available and not just her home. The third thing that we learn when we let the Lord spend quality time with us is that Jesus helps us to maintain our Christian character. When we're so busy doing and we don't pause or prioritize centering ourselves by letting Jesus spend quality time with us, our Christian character, our behavior, is very vulnerable. In fact, our fruit of the Spirit, which is what makes up our Christian character, our fruit of the Spirit goes from being beautiful and ripe to rotten. In our text, we see this happen with Martha. If you examine verses 38 through 40, you see that Martha doesn't show love or kindness. Martha actually has a whole temper tantrum. She allows her temper to flare, which overshadows her good efforts. And that happens when you don't spend time with the Lord, when you try to take matters into your own hands, when you try to be in control and you try to order your own steps. She doesn't demonstrate love or kindness. She actually verbally assaults her sister in front of Jesus. She speaks harshly to Jesus. She lacks patience because she interrupts Bible study. She disrupts Jesus in the middle of teaching. 
She disturbs the peace for everyone involved. The disciples are there. Her brother Lazarus is there. Mary is also learning in this lesson, and she disturbs the peace for everyone. She lacks gentleness, and she lacks self-control by demanding that Jesus tell her sister to stop obeying his will and do Martha's will. But the important thing that Mary demonstrates to us is that when you be still, when you be available, when you let the Lord spend quality time with you, the Lord will help you maintain your joy and your self-control. Mary is very cool, calm, and unbothered in the text. And the reason we know this is because Mary doesn't have a speaking part. She never utters a word in this text. She lets the Lord fight her battle. And when you spend quality time with the Lord, you learn when you need to defend yourself, and you learn when you can just be quiet and let the Lord move. But most importantly, what Mary shows us is that when you let the Lord spend quality time with you, you make good decisions. You choose Jesus, the bread of life. You choose Jesus, and that can never be taken away from you. I encourage you to sit at the feet of Jesus because it is always the good choice. It is always the right thing to do. And when you sit at the feet of Jesus, remember that those are the same feet that walked down the way of suffering and reached Calvary. Those are the same feet that were nailed to the cross where he bled and died for us. And it is Jesus who rose from the grave just so we could be freed from the power and influence of sin. So we should never want to miss an opportunity to sit at his feet. He wants to be in relationship with us. He is approachable. He wants to spend quality time with us. The Lord loves you. So let the Lord spend quality time with you. Amen. 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 I hope that word helped you. I know it definitely helped me as I was preparing and studying. Um, and at this time, in addition for praying for all of us that we will choose to spend more quality time with the Lord and let him have the time that he deserves, I want to take other prayer requests from you at this moment before we close. Shirley Adams, Xavier Robinette, Antonio, Lincoln and Virginia Harris, their family. Pray for all the neighbors who are coming to the city of 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 the 
Pray for Miss Adams. Pray for our schools. All that are on this line. Absolutely. Yes. All the summer camp children that's going to summer camp. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All requests have been uh, acknowledged. And All right. At this time, let us go to God in prayer. Lord, we humbly come to you today just grateful, grateful for opportunities to spend time with you, opportunities to learn more about your word, opportunities to grow and spiritually mature. Lord, we thank you for creating those opportunities for us and for welcoming us to sit at your feet as often as we may, as often as we prioritize and make time for you. Lord, thank you for being patient with us and for loving us even in the times when we neglect to do what you would have us to do and neglect to be obedient. Lord, we have gathered here this evening. Many prayer requests have been lifted. The attendees here this evening have heavy hearts and have lifted up not only themselves, but have lifted up names of others in their families and their households and other church members. Lord, for those who are on our sick and shut-in list, for those who are currently in hospitals, for those who have upcoming surgeries, Lord, we ask that you be the hand that they hold, the, the, the Savior that they know that they love the one that is able to do all things. But we ask that you continue to be that, that you be the peace in the midst of all the chaos, in the midst of worry and anxiety, that you be the peace and comfort that they need. Lord, for those on the line who are currently caregivers, for those who are sick, for those who are ill, for those who have long-term care needs, Lord, give the caregivers strength, give them energy, Help them to persevere as they care for their loved ones and stay positive and know that their prayers are heard, that you see their efforts too, and that you are there for them each and every day as they continue to do your will. Lord, our children are out of school right now, whether they are in summer camps, whether they are preparing to go back to school, whether they're staying with grandparents or aunts and uncles, Lord, we ask that you be extra watch and care over them. Keep them safe as they continue to enjoy this summer and prepare to return to school. Lord, our children are not always safe. We know what is going on on the news. We know the different threats that our children face, both online and just being outside and in the streets in general. Lord, we ask that you just protect them even when we are not able to be there with them. Lord, Our congregation is growing, but in the midst of them growing, we also have members that are facing some very hard times. Lord, help us to be a good neighbor to all of our church family. Lord, let us not overlook anyone who is struggling, whether it be that they are out of a job, whether it be that they are suffering from um, unaffordable housing, or whether it's just they've had some difficulties within a marriage or difficulty in raising their children. Lord, help us be good brothers and sisters and reach out to them and genuinely show care and compassion and be the person that they need us to be. Let us show your love whenever they call upon us for help, whether it be for a prayer, whether it be for a visit, whether it be for bigger needs than what I have listed. Lord, help us to show compassion and be loving 
children of God that you have called us to be. Lord, we have a country that is being torn apart for multiple reasons, from things from racism, for economic issues, and just from bad leadership right now. But we ask that you help leaders who have the power, the ability to make a difference, that they make good decisions. Lord, whether they believe in you or not, Lord, help them to lean on you and call on you so that they can make the decisions that are best for all people, not selfish decisions that only benefit the majority or only benefit those who have wealth. Lord, for those who don't have a voice, Lord, help us to be those voices for them. Lord, help us as we go to voting places this coming week. And Lord, help us as we strive to make a difference in our communities. Give us strength. Give us the know-how. Give us courage, Lord, that we speak up when we need to speak up and that we take action when we need to take action. Lord, I ask that you bless each and every person on this call. Bless them as they continue to do your will. Bless them as they continue to grow in ministry. Bless them as they do courageous things for you that you have called them to do. Lord, we ask that you bless our pastor and his family. Our pastor has many things that he is striving to do for your will as well as he is campaigning for the General Baptist State Convention, as he is continuing to be our shepherd over our house. Lord, just stay with him, guide him, keep him safe, keep him healthy, and Lord, bless his family as he travels and goes near and far. Lord, in all these things, we ask that your will be done, and we trust you for it all. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.